Coffee Sketch Podcast is our take on the intersection of old tech and new tech, the space between the traditional practice of the hand-drawn sketch that has been performed by architects and designers for centuries, and the modern-day use of the hashtag as a representation of a sentiment or a movement. Each week, we plan to deliver a new pod about our ideas, sketches, and what's going on in our daily lives as we pursue our love of architecture, design, and sharing this knowledge with the next generation. I'm Kurt, and I'm in Flint. And I'm Jamie, and I'm in Austin. Hey, Jamie. Welcome back. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. My uh, my eyes are tired because I've been drawing all day, or all week, I should say. But that's no excuse. I mean, I mean I'm glad to be here. I was driving a lot, yeah. both both driving and passengering. But yes, went down to the border. Oh yeah, like uh, which city? <laughs> I thought you're gonna be like which border? Like the one south, the south border, <laughs> the one that's closer to me than to you. But yeah, went to Catula and Laredo yeah. and Eagle Pass, and Eagle Pass and Laredo are on the border. Catula's okay. just nearby. Oh, okay. The uh, I just heard a, a thing on NPR. I can't. I, I won't be able to remember it, but they were talking about Brownsville. I think something down at the border is going on, but. Brownsville, Texas. That's a border town, right? Yes. Are you aware? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Am I aware? Yes. Yeah, you're aware. closer. I don't. I'm closer. And you it's, know, it's well, when you say I'm closer, it's like five hours away. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, so I can. So by car. The nearest little, international border to me mm-hmm. is one hour and fifteen minutes south of my house. Yeah, from from Detroit. If I so if I drive to Detroit, right, going south, you cross the bridge into Windsor. Yeah, okay, Canada. How do you like that? That's a, <laughs> I like how you were like Canada. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's an international border. <laughs> yes. So uh, we have a chat. Oh, hey, cool. It's it's a friend from another channel i don't know can you see the chat jamie or no yes i can yeah i could i could throw it up there so i believe that this is carl i think that's it what he what his street name is hopefully i didn't just put him out there but uh we know each other from the archie marathon discord server and he has his own youtube channel where he streams and and uploads things about architecture too so okay and he's a fan of uh, fan of the old footy too. I see so. that. I see that. Yeah. So, yeah. If you have any, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Here's a here's a little follow up. So yeah, Carl. Yeah, like both Welcome. of us. Could like, and for those new to the show, um, and like <laughs> Kurt and I are like both have like the foibles of like terrible with names, and and I think always have been. Kurt's better at it than me. I will admit. Um, but yeah, couldn't remember a name to save my life, probably. No, well, but, uh, don't you give me too much credit, but <laughs> <laughs> I have tr- I have trouble to remembering names. No, no, why I I do remember Carl's name is, you know, when we use when we're on Discord, we're not really using our own names. Like we have these different handles, you know, right? Just like any media, social media, whatever. But for, it's less common to use your name 
that I've noticed on Discord than, say, Twitter, right? My Twitter handle is my name. But anyway, so, you know, we, I started watching or, or not watching, going to Archie Marathon's uh, Discord in the pandemic and didn't know anybody. Then you start to meet people from around the country, around the world. And, uh, and so that's how I know Carl. Because, so, I mean, they're in Australia. I mean, right? I mean, yeah, Kevin. Yeah, well, Kevin's in Australia. He's Australia. Yeah, but it's, I mean, he's pretty, he's got a very global audience. Right. On yeah. The but I'm, I'm talking about him, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. And you were on the jury with Kevin mm-hmm. last last spring. And we, we might get, I'm trying to get you back because we have the same class that you were in last, you know, you came, joined my jury last year, trying to get you back this year. We're, we're in spring break right now. And so, Come April, we will uh, tap you to join the the Zoom the Zoom presentation for the grad students again. I'll see. You. Always fun. Always fun. Oh, if, if yeah. Carl wants to join too, <laughs> that'd be great. You know, yeah, and he's done a little teaching, I think, here and there. Kurt's Kurt's taking care of all of it tonight. Like he's got a task list that I'm not aware of, but it's all of Kurt's to do lists. We will cover in this episode 113. It's right there. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Note to self, during Coffee Sketch Podcast, get jurors for school. <laughs> Jamie's mad now. because No, I'm not. I'm just teasing. Because, uh, oh, you know. Well, uh, you, Carl knows, you know plenty. So you, you, you're you you're more than welcome to join. So, uh but anyway, yes, I, I am ticking all the boxes and probably ticking Jamie off in in the process. But uh, anyway, so what, let's get into our regular segment of what coffee is in the mug today, Jamie. Oh, well, so I'm glad you asked because I even have like a visual aid because I was telling you that I had ordered some Little City coffee. It had not arrived in episode 112. So I had gone with the Mardi Gras blend uh, and and all that was good. But this, ooh. Nice. Show and tell. Yeah. Guava, chocolate. I missed the second. Strawberry. Mm. So it's very kind of interesting, but I'm going to read it to you because I just think that the cards are new. Uh, that, That seems like a new thing from them, but... Maybe I'm just, maybe it's been a while since I ordered theirs. But you could be like Danielle and just throw everything in the trash as, as soon as it comes. Yeah, so. it's like super, <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, it's it's super exciting to get, you know, gifts in the mail. Uh, so this lot, a blend of yellow and red Keturah, is fermented in stainless steel tanks for 48 to 60 hours. Through diverse plant genetics and experimentation, the brothers Elias and Shady Bater bring a unique portfolio of offerings from their family farm in Tolima, Colombia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole cherries are then dried for 15 to 25 days before resting in silos. The result is a complex coffee with intense red fruit, tropical notes, a rich chocolatey base, and a syrupy body. Mm. And, and? <laughs> it's not as... I, I don't I don't get the rich chocolatey base. It's it's a lot more mild than than I thought it would be. Uh, the 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 kind of tropical notes for sure. I mean are are in it. But yeah, it, I think it, I think it could lean a little bit heavier on that uh, 
kind of sugary part. So uh, no, but it's I a nice, it. but it's a nice kind of, you know, a nice darker roast. So, well, good. And little I mean, city, little cities here in Austin. So that's right. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I've had a couple of yep. little city roasts. But the uh, remind me, do you are you a, like a French press user and grinding no. them? Or are you? No. I use a grinder, but I don't. Not the French press. <clears throat> yeah. So you'll. Grind up your beans and put it in Mr. Coffee. Yeah, put it in the coffee maker thing. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Sorry, we're not sponsored by you know Mr. Coffee. Yeah, there there is no sponsor for the coffee. We're working on it though. It'll be really nice. We're, we're getting close. I think. I, I feel. Yeah. I feel. There's some coffee folk out there who who yeah, you know, they yeah. they know about us. They if know. I did this. Let's see. Uh, you know, would that help our cause? Right. You know, just casual. Casual name dropping name people drop that you people that you know go with the Flint uh, the Flint originals. I gotta I gotta turn this off though because I'm not currently uh, sipping on <laughs> any rootless coffee. Shh, be quiet. I had to, yeah. I had to switch it up. A the uh, so we got some more. So my Misfits Market order came in the mail yesterday, and I I was out of coffee, so I asked Daniel to include another bag of Intelligentsia. Again, it's kind of like they call it the odds and ends or uh, off, off. I don't know what's wrong with it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with it, but it's, it tastes, it tastes like good coffee to me. It's, it's intelligentsia. And the, so the bag did have some tasting notes on there of uh, similar to yours, turbinado sugar. Uh, I don't think it had a fruit in there, but some chocolate and maple syrup or something something else kind of sweet so it's very rich Wait, maple syrup you're like talking my language to, i didn't i didn't bring the bag to share yeah. with with the it's audience okay. but the um so i i ground some up right away and put that in uh, through the french i used the french press since danielle is actually not a big she likes decaf because <laughs> she's she's not a caffeine caffeine and 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 danielle don't mix so so I, I i don't really brew more than one cup at a time which is i guess kind of the ritual so what it does for me sort of a side story is that you know i i work from home for myself and so if i don't walk out of here to the kitchen and turn the pot of water on and start grinding beans and and getting the french press ready I will never leave my desk and so it's like a, a sort of a, a, a cyclical sort of it's like a safety valve is what it is yeah it's like i was gonna say at first it was like a daily meditation but it sounds like it's it's more of like multiple yeah multiple <laughs> daily meditations like for your sanity yeah 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 you know i can't just have one no I don't think, I mean, but Danielle apparently can't have any, so. <laughs> you know, as they say, like, uh, they always say opposites attract. There's another checkbox checked, I guess, for that sort of thing. But I digress. So anyway, so it's, it's, it's this new one, this new one, it's very good. 
again, it's I think it's always hard to decipher the tasting notes into exact things. But you know, sometimes the first cup and the third, you get different actions. I think taste buds. Oh well, yeah, yeah probably. I mean, there's probably something like 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 a coffee sommelier will be able to tell you all about that. But um, as I've said, that that should be one of our plans, you know, for some kind of, you know, fun side project road oh, trip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Roasting coffee on our own for the podcast or inviting a sommelier on to talk about coffee instead of sketching. Right. Yeah, well, or both. Yeah. So I, I, you did mention to me before we even hit the, the pre-show that you had some news. Oh, yeah. See, I almost forgot again. <laughs> so, yes, thanks for reminding me. I, You can now call me, although Jamie's already been called an exhibited artist, but now I, too, can be called an, an exhibited artist because I... I had a original piece of work accepted to the Buckham Gallery here in Flint uh, for their show. They put out a call for, they call it like small objects. So anything under 12 inches, you know, 12 by 12 by 12, whatever. And so anything that's fit inside of that sort of, you know, cubic volume would be eligible. Any kind of art. So it's kind of a mixed media, anything goes sort of thing. And so... So, you know, we've talked about this on the on the podcast before that I've been sort of playing around or tinkering with this 3D printer that I bought, plus, you know, Grasshopper and Rhino and, you know, having fun with kind of trying to, I've been trying to sort of digitize some of the, the sketches that Jamie's done over the years in, in a well, at least from my own understanding of how to use the software and try and execute some of these things. So, so anyway, it resulted in a, a series of these, I'll try and show up to the show it to the camera, a series of these sort of uh, three by three by three ish, you know, hybrid uh, landscapes, hybrid landscapes that are generated through this algorithm. And then I output to a file that then I can send to my 3d printer and you get these these little models. And actually, you can probably see a few on my bookshelves over here, if I can point in the right direction. But gotta have study models. <clears throat> yeah. So, and the fun part is I just run a different iteration, and uh, you know, mixing in the the inputs on the on the algorithm, and you get a different, totally different, you know, generation. And then so. I'm still, I'm actually interested in exploring that more, but we don't have to get into all that today, but. Well, we do have another like gallery submission that we're considering and, right. and maybe it's a, a, you know, extra intentionality and collaboration on that one. So now, now that you, now that you've, you've kind of created a little bit more exacting in your science process, you know, you know, reinsert Jamie into it and then. And then blow it up, and we'll figure out what we we come up with. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I was thinking too. When when you mentioned it to me yesterday, I think, and I started thinking like, okay, well, how do we try and kind of you know work this from from hand to computer and back, and something that then you know 
we can document and turn into the physical object of whatever scale, you know. So I, I will have to read all the instructions and the, uh, excuse me, the um, parameters. Yeah, the call, the, the call, the call for artists. Exactly right. <laughs> the rules. The yeah, rules. It's just the rules. <laughs> Got to have boundaries, constraints. Yeah. I should say, you know. So, um, yeah. So I'm excited. I, I think it'll be put up. The exhibit will be put up by the beginning of April, I think. So I got to deliver my my piece next by next week, and then well. It'll be up. And Cheers and congratulations. Yeah, thanks. It is for sale if you want to know. It will be listed for the easy, easily to acquire price of $35. Oh, you're cheap, cheaping out on yourself. Um, <laughs> I didn't know where to start. So. Uh, you should have talked to me first. It's okay. Oh, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I actually been thinking about that actually was when I was drinking my coffee this morning. I was like, I don't really think that's the, the number I should have used. <laughs> no, you're like, how many, how many things of coffee can I buy if I sell this thing? You know, it's got, it's, it's, it's a, it's like a, like on the scales. Right. So. Well, after the commission that the gallery takes. Is... <laughs> yeah. You're going to buy like a cup of coffee. I, yep. Yeah. I, pretty much. And I don't know. I probably might have to pay tax on that. $22, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, there there's a, there, there will be a next time. So Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there will. So so do you want to... Uh, did you have any news? I didn't... We didn't no. talk about it. No, no, I don't know. This was, Open this, was the all table. About, this is all about you, buddy. Oh, thanks. So... Yeah, no, I'm excited for you. That's 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 good stuff. I mean, I went I went to an art gallery yesterday, but no, that's that has nothing to do with anything other than like arts on the mind. So well, you got a you, you did tell me you got a shout out from the yes, I did. It was very very nice of them, but yeah, the, that is not the reason why I went. So yeah. <laughs> does does your did your iPhone didn't give you a little notification like if you show up here, shout out will be made. No, show up. Yeah. no, <laughs> Siri and Alexa, like they did not advise me to do this. So, so do you have both Siri and Alexa in the in house? house? Mm -hmm. Now I that guess. you bring it up, you do. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Right. I mean, but don't you, I mean, doesn't everybody no. have like several AIs just floating around their house? I mean, you know, not 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 us but probably eventually we have series now yeah so, no but yeah anyway sorry side another 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 tangent for yeah for, Kurt, Kurt's just like catching day. up you know it's like let's let's go down the technology rabbit hole and then and then go to the analog sketches yeah well yeah. <laughs> well you brought up both I mean you know they're they're competitors in a way right. But, yeah. yeah, all there to help you, so. <laughs> or annoy you, right? <laughs> exactly. We yeah we we need to save another episode for AI of tech. And oh yeah, things. yeah no for sure. I mean like the whole like Chat GBT and like you know we did talk a little that. bit about the journey. 
yeah a couple couple episodes ago but we, we uh, you know we can we can we can circle back on some of that yeah so we you want to talk about your analog sketch yes it was not created by any ai whatsoever no. but it was created by jamie i jamie ai <laughs> yeah all ink you know the the favorite pilot pen of course uh, there was the 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 pencil that's there they like it looks like i was at the golf course or something like that which is not true uh, so maybe a foot golf course uh, but that was used at the very end just for some real subtle kind of shading stuff but yeah i i did see that you know you tried to hide that little pencil in the black and white but i saw that pen pencil it's well it's like a, it's like i'm not hiding it it's just it's it's tiny i mean it's like i mean look at that and it's like you know there's there's not much to that you know you're, you're, not, you're not it's not like a graphite you know like charcoal or something like that that would be fun oh so. yeah well the uh you know i i, I like showing your sketches to danielle because it, it just she she's reignited her own you know pencil art uh, and and but she's she she sometimes like acquires media you know different pencils and pen uh, graphites and colors and things like that and and i'm like yeah but look at jamie's nub nub of a tool here that he's scrawling with it's, right it's not about the fancy tools at times but it's about the tool that you have at the time i i mean good. you know i've got collections of you know stuff just like danielle does it sounds like uh -huh. and i will use those too but i also tend to you know you uh, there's audibles you know you just sort of you know you hybridize things you bend the rules a little bit uh, you pick up the pencil that's sometimes the closest to you uh, like oh yeah this will work uh, but no I, I think that you know why i was hoping we could talk about this one today is that i don't do a whole lot of interior sketches of late mm -hmm. uh, and this one was a really deliberate you know instance where we talked about a little bit on the last show of you know you kind of get in that habit of certain styles or certain modes of thinking whether it's work that you're doing or things that you're trying to process and think about or solve um, and so this one was this one would, again was it was trying to challenge myself like not necessarily a space that i was designing per se but it was one that i was trying to understand a little bit better and then in sort of taking the visual notes of the space started designing over the top of it and then changing my mind about it as i went through the sketch so this one ended up being kind of a kind of a uh, a, a longer sitting with the sketch i'd say it's about 20 minutes uh, but it wasn't a whole lot it wasn't the the frenetic pace would come in bursts uh, and i think in between those it was a lot of kind of uh, analyzing thinking through kind of what you know what some of the options were and and changing my mind as i kind of worked through the through the ideas uh, like oh this is you know this is a floor pattern no this is not the floor pattern uh, and you know this this could have kind of a mural on the inside of the wall like a wallpaper and then it was 
you know, does that wall, is the wall really, then I started playing these kind of mind games with myself was like, well, what is the, is the wall really there? And is it sort of dissolving and you're actually seeing beyond the wall and the, the openings are the frame. It was, it was a really kind of strange. Oh yeah. I could see it. <laughs> That's a of surrealism in there. Huh? Yeah. It was, it was sort of became this like at the, the longer I sat with it and wouldn't put the pencil or the, excuse me, the pen down, uh, was it, it just sort of kept changing my vantage point of it and it's just a, it's a real simple one point perspective this time uh, and then you know and then a, and then a, a small plan space because it is an actual space that i had been in uh, and so this was sort of done by done from memory and yeah it was it was a it was a strange exercise i it, something i hadn't done in, in a while like this and and kind of liked the result even though it's kind of messy and a little bit muddled in, in spots. Well, I don't, you know, it doesn't, it actually doesn't really look messy to me. I mean, you know, I think I appreciate your, your feeding, your filling in the background on, on how like you did create this. Cause you know, sometimes when, you know, when you're posting these things on Instagram, they, not to me necessarily, but, you know, because you, you know, you're taking these sort of snapshots of different projects. Sometimes it's a real thing. Sometimes it's a conceptual thing. And so, you know, and, and so they're not necessarily, which is great, you know, cause it's, it, it's sort of a, a wide range. Uh, and so sometimes, well, because you're so prolific at sketching, you know, the next one comes up and the next one, and then we sometimes skip or forget some because this one is a, a week or two old. And and so just to, to talk about like where where it came from. But actually, as you point out, like the, you know, the, the, the sort of vertical lines that you like to use for, say, like horizon or sky and things like that are kind of like blurring into the sort of the, the wall pattern and clouds and things like that, like you said. Which is kind of like if, if there was a green screen on the sketch that's like sort of casting this or projecting like this imagery, which could be really interesting uh, if that's how a wall a wall finish was created. But then like the little plan sketch in the corner that is overlaid in in this in the whole scene uh, is kind of you know something that you've done before, so it's nice to you know you you sort of you're showing how you're thinking like as you just described how you were kind of quickly iterating on different facade you know patterns or windows surfaces and and then it from plan to plan to perspective and back and forth and something that like you know i always i seem to say this all, almost every week now but like the, the my students just just don't do you know they're they're so tied up into rhino or any any software and they don't sometimes you can get even with a, a, a relatively free form like you know rhino doesn't have too many constraints on what you're making like say you know revit i don't know we've been getting the software and stuff like that there's a lot of sort of geometric orientation constraints that just like are not very flexible right but even something that is less constraining, like a Rhino, it's still the computer versus the sketch, right? Like you didn't necessarily map out or dimension where the line's going, 
you're just using your eye and your hand to move, you know, the pen around, the pencil, kind of like, you know. Well, and you get, and you have a sense of proportion and scale. Yeah. And, and I think that like, I mean, when, we, when you described it as sort of the green screen or a digital screen, you know, I'm thinking of those immersive technologies that oftentimes happen in galleries now. So, yeah. you know, there's art exhibitions that do sort of those immersive environments. And so you're projecting onto a wall and almost dematerializing the wall into kind of this other realm. And it, when you said that, it was like, that's the best, that's a better description of what I think this kind of design became. It wasn't necessarily that's where it started. And that's, I mean, you know, to your discussion about the students is like, that's just maturing as a designer and i don't and we've talked about this before maturing doesn't necessarily mean age you know maturing is is process is is kind of recognizing that the process is sometimes the product and kind of and kind of leaning into that uh, making mistakes like there was parts of this where i was like gosh this just doesn't look right you know and like, what am i trying to draw here and you know and sort of like would pause and i think that's why this one took a little bit longer uh, but it wasn't like pause, give up, go, you know, go do the French press coffee. I mean, uh, but it was, it was, you know, it became kind of iterative and, and sort of seeking it. And at the same time, sort of letting go with it. Uh, and it, you know, like you said, it sort of became a bit surreal um, in the overall aesthetic. But I think it, uh, even without the explanation of it, I think it works because both the plan is read as a plan and the openings in the door are recognizable in that plan and because those openings are recognizable both in the plan then when you look to the perspective you can sort of draw this sense of reality between the two spaces uh, and then it becomes kind of an interesting you know opportunity to kind of look at the perspective and go what's going on here i'm inside the building but there's these elements that don't look like there should be inside uh, and i think that makes it you know a, a really interesting composition overall at the end of the day mm -hmm. uh, and then you know i think the last move was using the pencil because there was a, a sense of um, shadow that because there's so many lines being used to kind of differentiate that corner in the upper portion where there's sort of the detail in the ceiling and and the the chandelier uh, that shadow and crosshatch doesn't really kind of suffice because at the same time i wanted that wall to still feel like it had the opportunity to even kind of move past it and wasn't going to achieve that with the pilot pen so used a little bit of the graphite to, to get get myself there and then found some other spots to kind of kind of fill in the visual weight of the whole thing, make the eye kind of move around the page, even though it's still in the small book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can totally see that. Especially well, when you're using, as you said, like the surrealism that emerged as far as like using pen to create hatch, but also pattern or that's not the right, right explanation. It's, you know, so you're using it for sky, but it also can be read as a wall material. So then bringing a pencil that, you know, is that that sort of 
you know gets you that gray area or that 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 tonality i guess of of a shadow versus the pen you know so then you have the contrast in there too so i can see how that that is working there the uh, and and it was you know it's funny because you you were joking with me before we got started about my use of the prismacolor pens and 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 those two i've been using a lot on some renders uh, you know kind of more finished renders or or working renders for projects you know in this it was like no, no no i'm not i'm not touching anything else it was just you know simple you know simple tool simple pencil just give me a just give me a little bit of a gray tone uh, there's a little sort of squiggle to that gray in that in that wall uh, and and it just it works it's, it's enough of a, a medium tone in between the one line weight pen the whiteness of the page to give you that 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 in between gradient that's sometimes just needed in in a it sometimes is the missing part in a really nice pen sketch. Uh, you know, I love a I, you know obviously I love a good pen sketch, but lately yeah. I've uh, lately I've found that the the tonality of a little graphite or a Prismacolor really you know finishes it off for me as a composition. Yeah, the 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 one I guess I, I don't know if you were you know the last thing that I was thinking of bringing up is the, the idea of uh, when when we were in school <laughs> a lot of my instructors would kind of deter us from using pen in sketches until like you said maybe some maturity was gained in in technique or you know in in, in the process and practice and practice and practice because you know a pen of is one weight right one line weight unless you well unless you have fountain pen or something a little more tricky uh, and the pencil though can you can get more range out of a pencil mm -hmm. with the side the point the fact that light or heavy press you know stuff like that you know or pressure on the page and stuff. so anyway yeah i don't know if you were also equally deterred from pen sketching well i mean for me it was you know yes obviously um, by some professors i mean i i recently read an article in our sort of pop culture segue uh, a lot of folks don't know that like a and m for a long time had this sort of smaller program housed within the college of architecture uh, called the viz lab and and now it's now the program has really grown to the point that it's in the fine arts college and it's 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 moved it's kind of grown and grown itself right out of the college of architecture uh, and is is a really amazing program uh, you know and and very very high caliber uh, but one of the graduates was interviewed in an, in an article for the alumni former student magazine and because he had uh, he's oscar nominated for his work as a visual effects person for wakanda forever Oh, and no. but his first design professor because that was the thing like back in the day like the viz people and architects were like it was like the same group and then you know you kind of kind of separated you know after a few years uh, but so his first design professor was actually my first design professor and many many other students first design professor and he, what was funny was it's the only prof that he mentions in his interview with the magazine about his time at A&M 
And his his quote from it talks about, you know, that uh, Rodney would have at the beginning of every class, have all the students do a meditation to like start the studio day. Like, uh, and the meditation basically consisted of us getting on top of our drafting tables and laying down and getting really still, uh, shutting our eyes and kind of, you know, projecting. And he would do a narrative while we would relax and meditate. And that would, we did that for every studio as we started. And so he described that and it's like, yes, I, if you've been his student, you know that. And that will change your perspective when you're like 18 years old and never had like, you know, a teacher go, Oh yeah, everybody get up on their desks and shut your eyes. I'm going to, I'm going to start talking and you just relax. And then we're, then we'll have studio class. It's like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's, it's about, you know, I mean, a lot of it is also a a way of thinking. Um, And, uh, and, and I I think that the, you know, you ask about the sketches, it's like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's rules and there's rules to be broken. And uh, as a lefty, I mean, so many times growing up, it would be like, you know, you, you know, have like graphite, like all like that whole, you know, (laughs) side of the hand and ink the same thing. And, you know, profs in school be like you know you're gonna have problem in my class because like your stuff's always gonna be smudged and you know you're terrified at that point so you know having all that you know that bag baggage and trauma in my life now like i'm all about you know letting go so yeah well i i'm, I'm with you on that one i think that's another level of maturity is is also being able to let it be <clears throat> but yeah now you've gotten me into the meditative mind mind frame so before i get into too deep into my my own meditation i think i think we gotta call it a wrap for this one yeah, uh, this was great quick, quick chat yeah thanks a lot Thank you for listening. We both hope that you enjoyed this episode of Coffee Sketch Podcast. Our theme music is provided by my brother who goes by at Cold Fashioned on Instagram and Twitter. Our podcast is hosted at coffeesketch.buzzsprout.com. Find more show notes and information from this episode. And finally, if you like what you heard, please rate us on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you.